welcome back to another episode of Quality Tech Talk uh, with Omar and Chris. Chris, how are we doing today? I'm doing well, my man. How you feeling? I'm I'm really geeked about uh, tech life right now. Yeah, a lot going on, man. A lot going on. You know, we uh, you know we often try to figure out what we're going to talk about next, and sometimes it's a struggle. Uh, recently, it hasn't been a struggle because there's so much going on and. Um, fun like behind the scenes thing is that we have been talking about how long it's been man at least a year about doing an episode about car tech and yeah. what really kind of gave me the sign that this was time to do it was that uh, I was listening to the Verge cast with uh, Nilai and Dieter uh, and they, you know they do an episode every Friday, really good podcast, and they did it all about cars, and it was all about Tesla and the new Ford Mach E, which I was like, okay, this is the sign that we need to finally do this car podcast. <laughs> so that's what we're talking about today, man. We're talking about uh, the future of electric cars. Yeah, and then um, you know, uh, personally, you know, I've been t- talking to Omar about how. I've been using Apple CarPlay for the last, I don't know, a few weeks. And I was just like, man, we got to, I need to see what this Android Auto is about. Like, And, you know, a side note, which I think we're going to have to create a new podcast called Google Revisited. Because your boy, Fresh Creston, switched back over to the Android world. Don't hate, don't hate y'all. You know, I'm lucky, actually. But uh, so, I, you know, I tried the Android Auto and I'm like, hey, we got to do a podcast. Bro. We got we got to jump on the car, uh, car world. Uh, you know, originally, you know, before the pandemic, that's how long it's been since we wanted to talk about this, guys. Um, I told Omar, I said, hey, how about we do something kind of interactive, go to a dealership and say, hey, we do a podcast. Can we use one of your vehicles? Uh, we don't necessarily have to drive it. We just want to, you know, uh, look into the Android Auto in the um Apple CarPlay and, you know, if it was electric or whatever, you know, all the little car tech, uh, but we didn't get around to that. So, you know, Omar and our Omar, Omar and I are going to uh, do our own little uh, spiel based on, you know, our everyday life and, you know, the auto industry and all that today. Yeah, so definitely a lot to talk about here. Um, so fun fact, when I bought my car, which is a 2016 uh, Chevy Malibu, uh, when I was at the dealership and uh, a friend of mine, she was actually the um, the salesperson who was helping me. And I was like, Kate, does it have Android Auto and CarPlay? And uh, the reason I asked about both because at the time I was using an iPhone XS. And uh, she was like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's got both. No worries. So I'm like, all right, cool. So I go for a test drive. I plug in the iPhone and it starts working CarPlay. I'm like, oh, yeah, awesome. So then about a month or two later, I ended up getting rid of my iPhone and went back to Android thinking that it was going to plug in and come to find out it doesn't. But (laughs) I I know, I know, I know. But I do have experience using Android Auto as a built-in nav system and also using it from from the phone on some of my older cars. So, you know, I definitely have uh, some thoughts about it. Um, But but yeah, man, let's let's jump right into it. Uh, Let's start, well, since you said you switched over back to team pixel and back to that pixel life um uh let's talk about android auto what's your experience been like well you know uh me and omar we you know we're trying to be different so you know yeah it is hashtag team pixel but you know i'm thinking maybe like hashtag google gang uh hashtag uh nexus to new pixel gang you know i don't know give us some new uh uh hashtags y'all give us your opinion 
Um, but um, <clears throat> using Apple CarPlay, I'm gonna answer the Android Auto question and then we can jump back into the Apple CarPlay if you like. But just to give you a quick transition, I was using Apple CarPlay for the last few weeks. And I'm just gonna say this before we dive into it. I'm just gonna say it was dope. Now, let me answer your Android Auto question. Uh, clean experience, bro, like super clean. Like back then I used Android Auto on a, a rental car that we had to, that me and Ashley had to, Ashley's my wife, y'all, if y'all don't know me. Um, we went to Chicago. I went, actually, this was another impulse buy. Right before we went to Chicago one day, I said, babe, I'm gonna buy this Pixel. I know, I know, I know, you think I'm gonna go back. Went to Chicago and I was like, shit, I really want my damn iPhone back. But Android Auto back then was, how can I put it? It was uh, visually- uh, Underbaked. Yeah, like, I don't know. It just wasn't, how can I put it for the for the listener? Um, like like Omar said, underbaked, and it was just like, it was dark. It, it just wasn't visually appealing. And, and I don't think, in my opinion, if I remember user-friendly to the, to a, it looked at like Android, but not like Android, like 2.0 for a car. So right before I did the podcast, guys, yeah, this is fresh for me. Uh, I just plugged it in because I just got my Google uh, USB-C to A because uh, the car that I'm driving only takes USB-A um, and it doesn't do wireless uh, car, CarPlay or Android Auto, which we'll get into that too. Um, I plugged it in and I was immediately, um, not necessarily shocked, but like, wow. Played around with the nav, played around with the screen. And it's super clean. Like, I, I want to say, I think it. I, you know, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give, I'm gonna give Omar and probably you know social media a, an update. But I want to say that I think the next few days when I gotta use it because I drive for work, y'all, I'm probably gonna be, I'm probably really gonna enjoy it. Like, it's just, I think it's the way. I mean, we already know Android offers a lot more, so. It does have a lot more uh, features, a lot more options. Not a lot, but like, you know, for the user. You know, Android or Google is, is meant to help the user, right? Um, so without me continuing to ramble, uh, yeah, I, I give it an A plus so far. You know, what I think about when I think about both CarPlay and Android, because we kind of like wrap them into one, you know, uh, obviously I never was, a, I don't like the fact that they initiated it with wired connections because there's just like this whole thing where overcharging the battery, right? So the user, you have to plug in your phone and then that's charging the phone, you know? So that's always been problematic to me. But I think the real statement on this is that, is it so much that they're good or is it that built-in car systems are that bad? And that's kind of like what I like the, the system on my on my Malibu is horrendous. Like there's Bluetooth lag and there's it's just like super clunky. It looks like it was designed before the first iPhone. And uh, when you're using CarPlay and Android Auto, it's just a more modern experience. And I, I always liked how you know, obviously they integrate the music apps like Apple Music and Spotify and they also integrate, you know, the maps solutions like Waze, Google Maps, Apple Maps on CarPlay. 
And of course, you know, they add the voice assistant, right? Which is the biggest thing because the worst part about using one of these things is it's a touchscreen interface while you're driving, which uh, is not the most safe situation. Um, actually, I was listening to um, All About Android uh, podcast. If you guys haven't been able to tell, I just listen to way too many tech podcasts. But <laughs> that's how we get better. That's how we get better. But uh, Florence Ion on the uh, uh, AAA podcast was talking about how she doesn't like the way like Tesla's set up because it's this massive touchscreen. And when you don't have buttons on the nav, then you, you know, open yourself up to more risks for uh, uh, accidents and, you know, looking at the screen, taking your eyes off the road and, you know, and stuff like that. So I think that um, Android Auto and CarPlay somewhat solved that with using Siri and Google Assistant built in. Um, I just wanted to piggyback before you finished your, your statement. Um, the, I've test drove all the Teslas, Model 3, Model X, Model Y. Um, haven't drove the Roadster. Obviously, it's not out there yet or the Cybertruck, but I've test drove all of them. Great experience. We could talk about that, you know, probably in the next few minutes, but um, I don't know if you listen to, you know, random podcasts, Elon, uh, but if you somehow come across this one, uh, I get you want to be the man, but uh, we got to let's, let's integrate these Apple or Android or, or give it, give it, give the user an option because I feel like all of that screen, yes, it has a lot to offer. You got games, you got interactive, you got, you know, you got a whole bunch of things you could do on that screen and, it, and it's not cluttered. But like, I feel like with all that opportunity, you could give us the opportunity to say, okay, cool. This is cool, Elon. This is cool uh, that I can do this, but I'm on a road trip right now. And I just want to, you know, I want to do my thing. Can I just plug in my phone and click on Android Auto or Apple CarPlay? I'll get back to your stuff, you know, eventually, obviously that's how the car works, but like, give me a little screen where I can do my own thing too. I feel like I get it. He's like far ahead in advance. And, and by the way, y'all, y'all need to listen to his podcast. Well, not his podcast, the podcast with him and um, uh, Joe Rogan. Oh man. Uh, but, and I get like, he's trying to be futuristic and this is, you know, this is the way it should be, but like, yeah, we, we got we to gotta add that as an option just because, you know, our phones are something that we carry every day. The phone, like, I, I think I said this in the previous podcast, our phones is the remote to our life. You know, it, it, it's our phone, it's our camera, it's our media player, it's our, it's everything. So like, you, you really want me to get into a car that costs 35, 40,000 plus and not be able to plug in my thing that I pay probably seven to a thousand dollars for you know what i mean like <sighs> that's um the biggest problem with these cars uh like as cars have gotten smarter Sorry, guys, a little quick technical difficulty there uh, with uh, internet connection. But uh, so, but yeah, what, like I was saying, it's, it's you, you know, utilizing this, these systems is so much more important now because you don't, you know, all these car setups are just so kind of archaic and they've gotten smarter, but 
not that smart yet. So you need something like, you know, something that links up with the phone. I just wish that they would make it standard on every single car. Like when you make a car moving from phone now till whenever, it has to support both CarPlay and Android. It should be like a spec, you know, yeah. and if because that just enhances the user experience overall. Yeah. Um, now, if you want to, <clears throat> if you want me to give you my spiel on everyday CarPlay, um, it's good. I mean, it, it's Apple, right? You know, they they you know they're not their slogan, but what they what we everybody has said has said. Um, can you hear me? Um, so like, sorry, pandemic internet is killing, you know, things. But anyways, guys, um, Apple CarPlay is clean. As they say, you know, with Apple, it just works, right? But when I, like I said, when I plugged in, the Android, my my Pixel Five to the uh, to the car, I was like, damn, this is a total different experience. It's, it's super clean, gives me options, it makes it kind of fun. You know, Android is really fun if you really want to say. Um, and yeah, like I, again, I recommend both. There's not one that I would say I would take over the other yet. Um, but yeah, I, it, it it it's a, it's hands down both are a good option and like and like Omar said I think every car manufacturer should be like it's a spec yeah we offer this and then if Elon or who or or or, or Ford or whoever else want to say yeah we offer our Apple Pay and, and and Android Auto but we offer Ford Sync that does this is that and the other and then you get that or that or you know both you know what I'm saying you know maybe you don't want to plug in your phone maybe you want to um um take some time away from your phone and just ride and just click on the force sync i mean i don't know you know what i mean so i just don't think you should be forced into you know one option because like let me give you an example omar me and my wife was talking about the next car and because we're in a good position where we actually both need to buy two new cars in the near future um and i was talking about tesla you know and she was like well you know what let's get, let's get the Tesla. You know, I really like that, you know? And so I was like, cool. But then I was like, Hey, I really want something with Apple CarPlay. And so I, then I said, the other one that has Apple CarPlay right now, that's kind of streamlined is that's out there. That's getting out there is the four Mach E. So I showed her and she was like, Ooh, I don't like the way that looks. You can get that. We can look into getting the Tesla for me. So, um, now, that I really feel like I've dove in and started swimming with the Android, with the Pixel 5 and all my Google Home stuff. Now I'm looking for something that has app, uh, Android Auto. Um, and so I'm caught in between. And see, this is the problem, guys. I'm caught in the middle where I'm like, okay, I want Android Auto, but the Tesla doesn't offer Android Auto. So now I don't necess necessarily say I'm going to settle, uh, but I'm like, okay, what else out there that's electric or hybrid that offers Android Auto. So that's a problem in my, in my opinion, because now I'm like, Tesla's at the top of the list, um, but now I gotta kind of settle. And I'm thinking like, is it really that important for my phone versus a everyday car? And I'm like, 
maybe it is. Cause like I said, a few minutes ago, I feel like your phone is the remote to everything you do. Like literally when I plugged in the, the, the phone for Android auto, I had an option for reminders and calendar. You know what I'm saying? So like my everyday stuff is right there. So I feel like that might be more beneficial and convenient versus what Tesla may have to offer. Don't get me wrong. Tesla is an awesome car and a high recommendation from myself, but I'm just saying for me, to, for, for coming from a tech, a techie and somebody that goes back and forth between Android and Apple. And like, that's been my passion for the last 12 plus years. I felt like that's something that I might need to lean on. And I guess use the word settle, but it'll still be a better experience for everyday use. So here's like my thing. It's there's like levels, right? Where Tesla makes an objectively good car in 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 car experience, right? But it's not the same as having something that's a direct window to your phone. Because I know Tesla has the app that you could download on your phone and it kind of like integrates that way. Um, but the problem becomes that like in your situation, you've been doing Lyft driving recently, right? So if you're like a Lyft driver, you do DoorDash a lot or something, you do one of these gig economy jobs, then you want something that's on your screen that kind of is going to mirror your phone. So if you, you want that full Google Maps experience, you don't want to have to deal with OnStar on, on a Chevy or something like that. You know, uh, you don't want to have to deal with that. So that's kind of what it kind of breaks down to with me. Now, we could move on now to talk a little bit about Tesla as a whole. And what I think is interesting about Tesla, I wonder if you share these thoughts here, is Tesla is not, we don't look at Tesla like a car company per se, I feel like. We look at Tesla as like a tech company. Like we think Tesla is more in line with an Apple than they are with a Honda, you know, or a Toyota. So, and I think that's interesting. And I think they're the innovators, right? They're the ones who have made electric cars a good idea because, you know, if you, I was uh, reading a tweet from uh, David Ruddock, who's the uh, editor of Android Police. And he was talking about how, you know, car manufacturers don't want to go electric because it takes away their, uh, their revenue stream. You know, like think about when you take your gas car to uh, the dealership and you're getting it serviced in oil change or something. You know, they start talking about coolant flush, transition flush, all, all you know, all these fluid changes, which is stuff you know you do with a car. But when you have electric, that goes out the window. All you really need to service is obviously the software updates, but tires and brakes, and that's about it. You know, so I think that because of Tesla's popularity, they're being forced to change. It's almost like when the iPhone came out, and every phone before that looked like a BlackBerry. But then every phone after that started to look like an iPhone. That that's the same effect, in my opinion. So, like Tesla is that innovator. As much as people like to hate on Elon, you know, because he says some wacky stuff from time to time, but that's become the reality where they are kind of like the gold standard of the electric cars. And uh, now you got you know you mentioned the Ford Mach E, uh, or sorry, the Mustang Mach E. They're not even putting Ford branding there. Um, and then you've had stuff like the Nissan Leaf and uh, Jaguar having an electric car as well. But I think you, that's going to be the way forward. And it's all due to Tesla. Uh, you said you test drove a few of their uh, cars before. So what was your experience like in detail? 
Dude, the experience of driving a Tesla, um, it's kind of, it, it's, it's kind of, uh, it's stress relieving of, of the, the everyday car experience. Um, it's comfortable. It's convenient. It's you, you gotta, I mean, everybody doesn't have this feeling that I have, like I, I'm really in tune to like sustainable energy and, you know, carbon, carbon efficient and recycling and being green. Like that's my, I like, I actually do that in my everyday life. So like driving that car, I was like, and I'm doing good for the earth. And I get it. Everybody that's listening, batteries also aren't that great of a thing but the cool thing about batteries is that they last way longer so it's kind of like you know but we we don't even need to get into all that but um the fact that i can feel like i don't need to necessarily buy a mustang or a, a charger or something like that and get that uh, adrenaline I, I never know how to say that word adrenaline rush and like speed and all that, like feels it felt great to be able to hit the gas and go. Versus, you know, when a car gets, you know, older, you know, you got to do all these things to keep it, you know, uh, up and running, you know, the right way. But with some with an electric car, you just plug that boy in and go. But just to give you a little bit more detail, um, the experience even from going to test drive the car is totally different than going to a dealership. They don't look at you as a dollar sign. They look at you as a person. They look at you like, you know, what can I do to help you? What can I do to give you the best experience? And I get it. It's probably just all coming up from top down. Elon Musk, we already know is, I don't think we have a lot to, a lot to give you guys. The last time I, the last time I went was, uh, it was during the pandemic. It was hot outside. I took my son to go test drive the model Y and Dude showed me the whole uh, the Tesla dealership. Showed me the the where they work on cars. Uh, just was like, I'm here for you, dude. Here go the key. This is how you do it. Have fun. And didn't even look at it as, damn, you're not buying a car for me, man. Get the hell on. There's so many dealerships I've been at. That's like, if you're not buying a car, peace. And if they don't say that, they they act like that. But um. Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't know what's more to say. I, I would just say like, you know, uh, you can save money on the gas, save money on the maintenance. Uh, there was a guy that I knew that um, I saw at a, a, a car, like a, a car auto like show and you know, like, like they do in the parking lots. Dude, he said he ain't had to do nothing to his car, like nothing for a hundred thousand miles. And I'm just like, dude, that's crazy. And I get, it, it can vary by driver, but most things you got to do to a, a, a gas car, what, 10,000, 20,000 miles? Like, you got to start doing shit, and that's crazy. Um, just the experience of auto driving when it, you know, the, when the wheel takes over. I, I actually did it. It actually works. It's not scary. Um, parking itself, oh, man, like, great experience. And now that I'm talking about it, I kind of see why. Now that I'm talking about it, I kind of see why Elon said, no, we're not going to implement Android Auto and, and Apple CarPlay. I got a different experience. And because you see what I was just talking, it ain't had nothing to do with phones. And like you said, Tesla is kind of like in the tech world, not in the auto, auto world. 
And so I think that might be the reason why now that I'm talking about it, because I did I drive in the car, I didn't even care about Android off Apple CarPlay. It was the after fact. Um, so yeah, man, uh, I can't wait to test drive a, a, a Mach E. I can't wait to test drive uh Nissan's coming out with something too called the Aria. Um, I can't wait to test drive. Yeah, so I mean I, I'm I'm in that electric space and I and I and not to get into politics, but I'm actually happy that Biden is forcing these manufacturers to jump in the electric world. So you brought up a lot of, you know, real good points there. And I kind of want to piggyback off a couple of them. Um, so you talked about the battery thing. And that poses to me the charging question, which is, you know, the biggest issue I think right now with electric cars. And in the sense that, Tesla has their charging network. And instead of it being a standard and everybody using each other's charging networks, Ford's trying to make their own thing. Subaru's trying to make their own thing. And it, it's almost like um, the USB standard before it became standardized, right? Where like, oh, again, going back to phones, where everything was a proprietary charger. And if you had a BlackBerry and you lost the charger, well, good luck because you have to buy a BlackBerry charger. You can't use that Palm charger, right? And it's the same thing. You buy a Tesla, but you can't use the Ford charge station, even if it's close by. And that's the biggest hurdle. Now, as far as battery and economic waste goes, to me, it's the lesser of two evils, right? Yeah. Fossil fuel burning is the worst. Yeah. And, you know, yes, battery disposal needs to be addressed, but you know they need to be able to uh, you know, get a system like that in place. And you, you have a few years still before it becomes a real problem. Right. You know, where, uh, where people are going to need to dispose of their batteries. I mean, I'm assuming Tesla or Ford or any of these other auto companies, they're probably going to come up with some sort of recycling program. You know, recycle your battery, get 10% off your new battery. Just to, real quick, before you move on to your next points uh, uh, that, that you want to piggyback off of, I want to I want to compare the electric industry to the phone industry. This is this is how close they are, guys. I would say Tesla is your Apple doesn't want to get rid of the Lightning, <laughs> and the other manufacturers are your Android. They got uh, they they have multiples, like you said. They had the uh, the Mini, they had Micro. Now they have the uh, the uh, USB C, and like USB C is becoming the standard. So I guess it's like a a, a, a back and forth thing, like. Tesla is really like more so of the standard. That's the way that everybody should go. But then Android, you know, wants to be, you know what I'm saying? So it's like a, it is like the phone world where one doesn't want to change and one doesn't want to do this. And you got to do all these multiple different chargers and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, and you know, it's... Um... It, it is much like the phone game, you know, where even or if you want to compare it to laptops or like MacBooks and Windows PCs, you know, it's it's all very, very similar. The other thing that you brought up uh, that uh, was interesting to me is obviously the self-driving and self-parking mode, which leads into a conversation on autonomy and driverless cars and what that means and the safety implications of something like that. You know, and I think if in the beginning, it's going to be bad because you're going to have you you're going to have car you like cars like a Tesla or something trying to account for human error, and so when the people who are still driving gas-powered manual-driven cars, 
are going to, you know, be interacting with that. And then it's kind of making the right decision. Eventually, I think it's going to go to a situation where it's like this computer grid where all the cars are in communication with one another. That way they avoid crashes and it makes it safer. That's a controversial opinion um, because a lot of people are like, well, I know how to control my car the best. You know, I know how to drive and it's like a human arrogance type thing, right? But when you really think about it, that automation probably makes a lot of sense. Um, and to piggyback off of your point about the new, um, new presidential office and new administration, I think they need to look at the future of electric and autonomous cars and realize, okay, which, you know, what can we do here to make an impact and create standards so it is a, a good future? I mean, they made standards with fuel back in the day, right? You can't just like, come up with your own formula of gas and keep it moving. You know, that's why they kind of came up with the octane standards and all that kind of stuff. So uh, where do you stand on the uh, self-driving car situation? Um, I'll be real with you. Um, you know, Waymo, uh, which is owned by Google or a Google partner or a sister company. I got it. Sorry if I'm not getting all the points right, but you get my drift. Um, they've been doing this for some time. Uh, I've seen the commercials. I've seen some of the YouTube videos. Uh, and I think they have, uh, they have it. I've seen them driving around Michigan, but like, I don't think they, we can't use them, but if you go live in, if you're living in Arizona, you could use them. Um, and like, they're not in the news for anything yet. I feel like, I mean, dude, Jetsons is my shit when it comes to cartoons. Uh, I robot was my shit. So like, I feel like, um, I'm down. And then I'm, I'm also, I've also, you know, I'm into the black, uh, black mirror series. Like there is a lot of, um, futuristic stuff in there. Like I'm down with the future. I'm down with the, uh, autonomous cars. I'm down with, uh, I mean, just, I just look at it like this, like what I do right now, like Omar said, I drive for lift. Everybody jump on, give me more, you know, word of mouth, give me more rides. You know what I'm saying? It's busy, but make it busier out there in Michigan. You know what I'm saying? But anyways, um, I just feel like if I could just be like, uh, like, uh, like on a Jetsons, you know how he put his legs up and just hit a button. I feel like I could, I feel like the future should be like that. I'd be the assistant sitting back, but just monitoring the computer while I do all my rides for the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I believe in it. Like I said, I've done it. Literally, I can post a video after this. Once once Omar gets done editing the video, I mean, the, uh, the audio and getting it posted, I can literally attach the video of me doing the uh, uh, self-driving, if you like. And literally, I was going past a semi with no hands, no feet. It literally saw the semi, it saw the stop sign, it turned for me, and I was just, I was freaked out, like, oh, I was like, oh, like, you can hear me on the video, like, oh, no, and, like, it worked. You would think, most people would be like, oh, no, I'm next to a semi, I'm not doing this right now. Like, I'm just, I guess, a risk taker when it comes to this future stuff, probably mainly because I grew up with it, and I've been doing it for so long, but, um, like you said, I, I think that the, the smart thing might be to do a come up with a grid so it can really understand what's, you know, what's going on. You, you have to attach your car to this, 
You know what I mean? Like every, you, you feel me? Like, I, I, I believe it. I think it's cool. I don't know. I think it's safe. You haven't really had that many issues. I mean, it shouldn't be that many issues, <laughs> but because uh, you're dealing with people's lives. Um, so, but like I said, you haven't had that many issues, whether it be with Tesla, whether it be with Waymo, you haven't really heard of something really happening. And so I feel like they're do they must be doing the right thing and to really get it out there. I, I don't I don't see a problem with it. I mean, especially with when it comes to like maybe older people that really can't get around. Like my grandfather for one, uh, he's doing better. Hopefully he gets up and walking and running in, in April. Uh, but like something like that, like he he has to ask family members to help him take him places, which I don't mind. But I'm just saying maybe he can be like Tesla meet me at the door or who whatever car maker tesla take me here and he ain't got to worry about nobody so i think it's a benefit i think it is safe i feel it's safe um again i'm i'm in the, i'm in the phone wireless consumer electronics world but i feel like it's safe so i feel like i feel like it's a win win the the funny thing about autonomy is that there's obviously there's levels of it you know there's like level three which is kind of what tesla does and then there's like level five which is the car drives itself and i don't think we're at level five yet because the world isn't ready for that yet you uh -huh. know they're like you know there's and honestly you know it's like a little bit of a lot of conspiracy theories these days that go around right and i think the climate that we're in socially right now isn't really conducive to trusting a machine Nope. Because like you think about all the um, like reports of false news and you know just the the lack of trust in media and the lack of trust of, of of tech companies like there's a big critique of big tech you know that you know from you know not trusting Facebook or Amazon with data or that Google does this or Apple does that you know that kind of thing and so I don't think the world is ready yet but I think they're going to have to get ready in the next five years. I think mm -hmm. the bridge right now is, um, is the electric car that operates like a regular car in the sense of you drive a regular, you just charge it instead of pump it up with gas. Um, and that kind of brings me to the, uh, the next bit here, which is centered around Ford's new electric car. Uh, which is the Mustang Mach-E. And I think this is probably the most important electric car that's come out. And the reason I say that is because it's a known commodity brand. You know, Ford has two big brands, right? The Mustang and the F-Series of trucks, okay? Those yep. are your, your two, you know, pinnacle brands, right? If you, like, wanted to, like, talk in terms of something like Samsung, um, the Mustang and the F are Samsung's S and Note, right? Whereas like all the other cars are like their entry level stuff. And so when they put their name on that and they put that brand on, they like they called it a Focus Electric or they called it a Fusion Electric. No one cares, you know, it's whatever. But it's a Mustang. You know, it doesn't look like a Mustang. It looks like more of a Fusion or something like that. But they are, they trust in it. They're moving, they're pivoting there. Volvo's pivoting there. And these companies are, to me, more significant in the widespread adoption of electric 
than a Tesla is. You know, in the same way that Android phones encompass the market more so than iPhones do, because you know iPhones are more of like a luxury product, right? Like more people own cheap Android phones than own iPhones, realistically, like glo globally. Uh, the U.S. might be a little different, but <laughs> so. Um, but what was your thoughts on the new electric Mustang? You think that they did well with it, or do you think it leaves a little to be desired? Dude, so happy you brought that up. Um, I ain't scared to talk to nobody. You know me. Literally, we walked, we drove up into a Target. Well, for one, let me just say this before I tell you my little spiel, my little story. The thing that I love about the Mach E is that. You see them, they're driving them, they're testing them. They're, they're out there doing the work. You know what I'm saying? Not to say that Tesla or any other electric car wasn't because you know, Tesla, it, it, you know, it's not made in Michigan, so I wouldn't really know. Um, so may, maybe in California or Texas or Arizona, they were doing that. But what I'm saying is you see them, they driving them, they testing them. I mean, I've seen them parked in, in people's driveways. Obviously, they must work for them. They got the, you know, the manufacturer M on there. So, you know, it's not really fully out there yet. So that's the thing that I like. So I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, okay, they out here testing them. They making sure they work. They making sure it's, it's and I'm talking about multiples. I've seen multiples, not just like one every now and then. I, I see them. Um, but we pulled them in Target. This was probably summer. Um, pulled them to a Target. And I was like, hey, babe, I know you don't like it when I do this, but go over there. Go over there right now. And when somebody sitting in the car, it's like, go over there. It's like, no, why you be bothering people? Because it's the shit. I got, I got to ask questions. Literally pulled up on the side of her. I said, I know you get this all the time, but do you like it? What's going on? Her answer was, if I could remember, it's nice. Um, she likes it. She just said it needs some, uh, I think she said, we need to keep testing these things like something like that like um but she says she enjoys it um so i just i just go back to what you what you said like i really hope that for ford to be ford i hope they somehow get their electric uh their charging grid either up to par with tesla or like i mean you're ford like tesla's tesla obviously but you're ford dude like so you have to get your uh, your grid, your charging grid up, uh, like everywhere. Like you literally, if you want to compete, put it next to the chart, the Tesla charger pack. You know what I mean? Like, oh, I think over there in Livonia is the main one that I've seen. They got six up. You go in Livonia, you put six Fords up there. I don't know what you need to do, but yeah. Um, I haven't been into one. I haven't, uh, but I I like it. I think it. Uh, and I like the fact that it uh, it, it resembles a Mustang. Um, but one, something I wanted to say with that you said earlier about how the world isn't ready for a lot of this. I'm just gonna go back to like your car, your your muscle car lovers. My thing is, I remember uh, watching uh, MKBHD's uh, autofocus on. I think it was the Porsche Taycan, or no? Mm -hmm. Am I saying that yeah, right? Taycan. Yeah. Um, there's a button that you could turn on for noise. So like people that really want that engine noise or whatever. So I feel like people that, you know, are still in love with Mustangs and muscle cars and chargers and, you know, that, that beefiness, I think that's the problem that some of these 
uh, supercars need to come up with is actually give it give it some umph. Um, and I know you can't give it that real engine like that roar, but like I said, Porsche did it. So like, add a button for different type of noises. You know what I'm saying? Like you know, make it. And I guarantee you, with that, somebody that is in love with muscle cars is gonna be like, oh, I'm gonna go get this electric car. Man, why are you gonna get that? You, you gonna miss out on the you know the beefy? He's like, no, bro, it sounds just like it, but it's an electric car. So I feel like. Uh, you know, back to, you know, how we said that I want to say there's too, there, there's too many options. There's going to be too many options, but I feel like for this, it might need to be to get the world on board. You know what I mean? I just look at it like you need these big player car companies to get on board. You need yeah. them to invest in this. And that's why I called out Ford and Volvo, you know, because those are two companies that are doing that. And I think you need Toyota to do that. You need Honda to do that. You need all these companies to go ahead and say, yes, this is the future. Yes, we're going to invest in this infrastructure. One thing I, I, I want to kind of bring up before we transition to the next bit here is the idea that, like we kind of mentioned earlier, how, you know, people get finessed at car dealerships, you know, <laughs> where, uh, where people, you know, they, they're like, oh, you need this option. Oh, you got to get this service package. And, you know, it's so foreign to so many people. You know, we live in Michigan. There's a lot of auto savvy people here. But even here, you find that a lot. When it becomes a more electric thing, I feel like you'll see more DIY or education on how to service these cars. Because it's going to be like, you know, learning to code. And it's going to be learning stuff oh. like that. You know, so that becomes the big thing and and that's kind of i think a, a step forward yeah. and really so for me for electric to really take off you need the education on how to service these things one and you need like big cities to have more stations and you need like places like apartment complexes to be having some level of of uh, charging areas within them and then you'll see it really take off but uh so we were talking about, you know, comparing the phone game and the, and the electric car game and stuff like that, how there's similarities. Well, the, those similarities are probably going to meet somewhere down the line as there's more and more rumors about Apple making a car. And um, that's what I wanted to have the last bit of conversation here. Obviously, you know, we both use Apple products and we have a feeling of the quality that they try to get with all their products. And them making a car doesn't seem that outlandish, honestly, you know. Um, but I also feel like if they made a car, it would probably be priced around the area of Porsches, around a Jaguar, you know, upper level luxury. They're not going to try and compete with a Toyota Camry, for instance. So what would make you interested in an Apple car? All right, so I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, you said it doesn't seem too outlandish, but that's the good thing about friends and tech. We can battle each other. Uh, I do. Um, I don't think they should make a car. Personally, it's the same thing um, as, for instance, them making an actual TV. Mm -hmm. That damn TV gonna cost shit. When you know when TVs first came out, it was $10,000 and shit. So I feel like, I feel like if they make an Apple car, 
One, okay, cool. I mean, this is the world we in. Remember how I was talking about the phone needs to match, the car needs to connect, you know, everyday experience. Great, good for you, Apple. I think I think it's a great idea. I just feel like when it comes, like you said, Apple is worth their premium, their their materials, they build their hardware. Um, <sighs> yes, it's gonna be pricey. I just feel like it's gonna be one of those things. Like I was listening to MKBHD say. Uh, other cars are coming out with better materials. You got to step it up, Tesla. So I feel like Apple's going to be like, just like their phones, simple, easy to use. And you're going to be buying Apple. You're not going to be buying a premium. I mean, yeah, you're going to be buying a premium product, but you're going to be buying more so the brand and not for what it can offer. Like, I feel like other car manufacturers are going to offer more in that price or even less. And it's going to be like, Damn, Apple, why is this? You know, you remember when they you, the wheels for the damn computer was like $700, some shit like that. I feel like Apple's going to do something crazy like that. And I'm just like, this might not, this might be another thing that's just not y'all area. Cause you just, you about to go crazy. Cause you know, you got the brand recognition and you know, somebody's going to buy it. And I'm just like, ah, this might actually be the tip of where you are a trillion dollar company. And now you're taking advantage because you know somebody's going to buy this shit. Now, on the other end, um, like I said before, I think it's a great idea. I just, I just, it just needs to be worked out. Um, I'd feel like this. I feel like just going, and, I, and, and I'm sorry, guys, I know I'm going back and forth. I feel like this. I feel like Apple should probably, and even Android, I feel like maybe not make a car, but maybe make it where it's, uh, built kind of like, for instance, you got Apple CarPlay, maybe put the HomePod in the speakers, uh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe make the screen an iPad, you know, like kind of team up with the manufacturer versus actually say, hey, we're making a car, dude. And yeah, I know they said they team, they, the rumor is teaming up with Hyundai or Kia, but still, like, I don't think you should make an Apple car. I think you should just say, like, kind of like when they did uh, the 300 with Beats uh, audio, like, I think they should just implement some of their things in a car. Same thing with Android. Implement some Google Homes in a car. Implement, you know, like, bring it together, not necessarily come up with your own, if that be the case. Again, it's rumor. Yeah, and the biggest problem, too, is when there was a report recently about the amount of research that has been done in cars. So, like, Google has had Waymo cars traveling for, like, million miles or something and apple only has done eighteen thousand or something like that you know that's not enough commitment you know the this is a whole new category you can't just kind of like half half dip your toe in there right you have to be all in and the question becomes is apple all in i don't think they are right now i think they might be eventually um you have to remember apple is finding itself in a situation right now which is what's their number one selling product the iphone iPhone is a smartphone, right? Which is in a mature market. You know, smart people aren't, not that many people are buying phones for their first time as much as people are upgrading, you know? Yeah. So, um, and Apple couldn't rely on that for so long, but they're going to need that, the next iPhone, right? And that's kind of what they've been trying to find. I would argue wireless audio is their next iPhone, you know, with, AirPods, AirPods Max, and so on and so forth. But if the idea is like they want to swing for the fences and it has to be a car, 
then, but I, I, I'm kind of with you. I think the first step needs to be, okay, you get, you partner up with those Hyundai or Kias and you make their audio systems you know, tuned by HomePod or something like that. Or you put CarPlay on every single car, like we mentioned earlier in the podcast. And that's probably the way forward before making your actual hardware. And the interesting thing when it comes to Apple is Apple's always been, you know, a hardware company, but they're now trying to turn into a services company. So how do you parlay that into being, you know, an auto manufacturer? It's kind of tough. Google's always all about software, right? So they're going to use your, their Waymo tech and integrate that with other cars. That's always been their thing. Like Ford is using now Android Automotive as a platform. I think that's a great move for Ford and for Google because if that's one step towards standardizing everything. Correct me if I'm wrong. I know you're you're on a computer. I'm talking to you, I'm talking to you guys on my brand new Pixel 5, you know what I'm saying? But I know you on a Chromebook. Uh, I don't know if you could search it real quick. I think besides Ford, there was a manufacturer that was only doing Android Auto. Was it? I think I'm. I think I'm. I think I'm about to be right. Was it? Was it BMW before they jumped on the Apple CarPlay? Ah, uh, yes, it is. Um, so GM said in 2019 that it's going to use Android Automotive OS because very important to remember android automotive and android auto are two different things yeah. android automotive is the operating system that you could use the navigation on uh in the in that ford could implement as their os as opposed to making their own sync os for example android auto is an app just like carplay so it's two very different things so very important to remember that first but gm has committed to it bmw did it on their uh what was their electric car called the iDrive or i3 or something? oh i3 yeah 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 um, so BMW's done that and GM has, uh, has committed to it. And now Ford has committed to it. The fact that you have GM and Ford, the biggest two, the two big, uh, you know, uh, us manufacturers who sell a ton of cars, uh, is huge for that because really, you really think about it, it's like GM and Ford have been making cars for over a hundred years. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're not new at this, you know, not a, little, a lot, there's like a lot of jokes, especially, around here in Michigan about people, about Ford, like building crappy cars or, you know, a GM being crappy or whatever, but at a scale, they make very good cars, right? They make cars that are like the higher end of Ford and GM that are priced in that Tesla range. You never hear real problem. You'll hear problems about Cadillac. You know, you'll hear, you don't hear any of that. So, um, so, so yeah, that's kind of the thing. And that's, if Apple wants to jump into that race, that's where they have to catch up. Now, a potential partnership with Apple and Tesla becomes interesting, you know, because the companies are so alike. And so it makes you wonder if there's maybe enhanced CarPlay features on Tesla. You know, that could be the path forward. But I think we're kind of in agreement that even if Apple's going to do this, they are years away. And like, I would imagine if, I don't say, I'm not saying Google's developing a car, but I'm saying I would probably bet my money that Google will come out with one first before yeah. Apple does. Because, you know, Apple's trying to find these manufacturers. But the thing is, it's like, all right, you're partnering with Kia, okay? I'm sorry. I know Kia's gotten better. But the reputation about Kia is like, it's the cheap import, right? And, you know, it's it's cheaper than Honda and Toyota and Hyundai, you know? And my sister drives a Kia. The cars are fine. But that's not Apple. You know what I mean? Like... If, again, you were making a phone analogy, you know, a Kia 
is kind of like a Motorola, you know what I mean? Like a Moto G, you know? It's good, and it could it could do what you need it to do, but it's not an iPhone. It's not, you know, like a, a high-end OnePlus or Galaxy phone or something like that, you know? So that's the issue. They probably want to, but they're not going to be able to do it at scale with a higher-end manufacturer. Yeah. So they're not going to go to Lexus, or they're not going to go to, you know, Porsche or BMW or Audi or something like that to build at scale. You know, Volkswagen makes sense. And so, fun fact though, now that I think about it, uh, obviously we know in the news there's rumors about LG selling off their mobile division, right? Volkswagen is considered one of the interested buyers. Now that is something to keep an eye on because that could be part of their electric car car you know play. Where you're using LG's patents and technology um, in mobile to make their electric car system better, because LG has invested a lot in that, you know, through their mobile division. So, it's it's I think wrapping it up. This is like the growth industry, right? We've always like kind of wondered, you know, what's after phones? What's the next big thing? Everybody thought, you know, it was tablets for a while. Then it was wearables. I I, I tend to think it's cars. You know, I think cars are the next big one. You know, yeah. because a lot of people are going to be buying these electric cars because there's a reason to. You want to be, you want to have the lower carbon footprint and everything, so you buy an electric car. Before you wrap up, uh, something that Jay Leno said, and every I don't know if y'all know, Jay Leno got the cars, boy. I big mean, car guy, big car guy, he got the cars. He literally said, I don't know if I read it in an article or if I just read it as a quote. He literally said, "The next generation." And this was probably, you know, I forgot when this was, you know, obviously we talked about today that there's a lot of car manufacturers jumping into the electric pool, but he did say, which I believe it may not be Tesla, but he said the new, the next generation, the kids coming up now will all drive Tesla. And again, we're in a different world now than when he said that. So I'm just going to say, I think in the next generation that all children now will be driving some sort of electric car whether it be Tesla, whether it be Ford, whoever, but uh, that is the next generation. So, sorry, you, us old people or older, uh, we got to get used to it because that's what these kids is doing. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of like the, um, like in the 50s when was like the last big leap in cars, I guess, right? Where, uh, or one of the big leaps in cars where, you know, people were driving stuff like Model Ts in the 20s and 30s, you know, had to eventually adapt to what they were doing in the 50s, you know, with the assembly line cars and all that. So uh, that's something to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, but, you know, I think we'll probably revisit um, the idea of electric cars and autonomous cars in the future, because I, I do believe that it's the future of tech and it's becoming a thing where cars are tech now. Whereas like before, cars kind of were in their own lane, tech was in their own lane, and they kind of operate separate from one another. I think that's going to change. And you, I honestly, one of the people who I attribute that to the most is MKBHD, because he was doing car reviews and car walkthroughs and stuff like that years ago. Like he did like a, a Buick uh, video, and it was a sponsored video, you know, whatever. But the fact that he was even open to doing that showcases that tech is more than just phones laptops and tablets and watches you know it's also car tech is everything you know and the way that you look at how smart home has kind of evolved and all the stuff has evolved tech is everything and you know i think that these auto manufacturers need to take note 
or they'll, they'll be left in the dust ultimately because it's not just going to be Tesla. It's going to be another company that comes up making a good electric car. You know, that's going to happen, you know, whether we like it or not, like you said. Um, any uh, final thoughts on any of this before we wrap it up, Chris? Um, no final thoughts. Just, uh, yeah, this, this, uh, this was awesome, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, I... I've been on record with Chris before saying my next car, once I pay off my, oh. my Malibu. Oh, go ahead. Uh, I guess the final thought that I actually was thinking, um, I still think that Omar and I, when hopefully the pandemic breaks a little more, uh, probably when the weather breaks, I think I'm going to take my homie Omar on a Tesla test drive. And we're going to do another episode on just maybe we, maybe you and I go to a couple of dealers. Maybe by that time, we could check out the Mach-E. We could check out the Tesla. Maybe we will make it a day. Maybe make it a video guide and, you know, put it out there and say, you know, this, you know and show y'all what the deal is. Um, I, I personally still want to do that. I want Because I told Omar I wanted to do something interactive uh, for, for us and for you guys, uh, for the supporters that we do have. Um, and, you know, we, we do this for the love of it. You know, we're not. You know, we're not out there, obviously, like the big guys, but, you know, we just like, you know, Omar and I, we get into these conversations and we just pause and say, wait, stop, let's put it in the podcast. So we get into these deep conversations that we feel like other people can like listen to, you know what I mean? Yeah, and it's uh, it's something we should, I think, do, honestly. Like you said, once summer rolls around and hopefully, you know, the vaccine's more readily available and more test drives and stuff like that can be done. Yeah, I've been in a, which one was it? Which Tesla is the like their regular sedan? Uh, S. Okay, I was in a Model S, and uh, you know, an uh, old colleague of mine, he um, he had picked one up. He bought one for doing a bunch of Uber and stuff like that, and um, which kind of shows you how much money you can make on Uber, I guess. You know? yeah. yeah. So, um, and it was it was interesting. You know, the screen's huge, and you're kind of watching. You know how, and it's so weird, like. You, when you like pop the hood and there is no hood really you know it's just like storage you know <laughs> which is kind of crazy and and it's just uh, like you said you know we think it's the future we'll probably revisit that more and you know it definitely sounds like a good idea to do like some video live podcast reaction that'd be great um speaking of further podcast episodes like crest mentioned in the beginning he recently switched to a pixel 5 on google fi i have now a what's up no, keep going. Uh, no. Okay, I also have a Pixel 4a 5G also on Google Fi. So we'll probably be talking about that next episode, about going all in on that Google experience, using Fi, what that's been like, and so on and so forth. Yeah, second that. Uh, yeah, we. I don't know what we're going to call it. Right now I'm thinking Pixel or Google Revisited because we already did a Google uh, podcast. But that one's going to be all about Fi, pixels google google home the whole scenario because uh yeah if you guys can't tell i'm geeked like i literally uh am happy that i switched over like it just reminds me of when i when i was in the nexus days like i was so involved in it and like to be honest with you just is just this is just a snippet uh i'm not really missing anything from my iphone Sorry, Google, if you're listening, this actually works like my iPhone, but in a Google world, dude, I'm like excited. Like for real, it works. The gestures and everything, dog. <laughs> the, the funny thing about it is like the way this kind of all started was I was uh, 
I was using, I, I bought the Pixel, but I was using it on T-Mobile. And, you know, I was having some weird issues with, you know, not receiving calls and Wi-Fi calling being a little funky on T-Mobile. So I, I called Chris. I was like, man, you, you've used Google Fi before, right? And he's like, yeah. And we're kind of, you know, we just start talking and talking and talking. He's like, man, maybe, you know, you talk about this Pixel or whatever. Maybe I should get back on Fi and get the Pixel 5. And what ends up happening is within the span of two days of one another, we're both using Pixels on Google Fi. And, you know, so, and, you know, just kind of, a, like I said, we'll talk more about the next episode, but, um, you know, experience has been great so far for me. Um, and we'll kind of dive into that later about what makes Fi good and what makes these pixels good and, and so on and so forth. Uh, but just want to thank you guys again for tuning in and listening to us ramble here about car tech and perhaps getting excited about it. Um, of course, I, we apologize, I should say, uh, for any of the technical difficulties. Obviously, you know, recording uh, via online platforms, you're dependent on an internet connection, and sometimes those do break up. So uh, we tried our best to kind of pause and resume without too much interruption, but if it feels a little disjointed, again, sorry about that. You know, hopefully in the future uh, that won't happen as often. But thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Quality Tech Talk. Uh, of course, you can follow us on social media. You can follow me on Twitter at OZAHRAN319. You can follow me on Instagram at OZARAN7. You could follow my written pieces on Medium, which is omarzaran.medium.com. And Chris, where can they find you at? Uh, you can find me on the book from the face. Uh, it's Cress Green, you know. Uh, Fresh Cress is the, uh, you know, uh, nickname on there. You can find me on uh, Instagram, Fresh Crest, and you can find me on the Twitter, uh, Fresh Crest for real. Perfect, perfect. Definitely uh, follow us, guys. We often talk about just life and tech and everything in between. Um, so definitely check us out. Thank you again for listening to another episode of Quality Tech Talk, and we will catch you guys on the next one. Peace. Peace.